So I'm coming into work today. Uh, I don't know if that's normal. The Goodman Theater? Uh, you, uh, you might want to get a hose. Oh, here come some guys with hoses. It's Car Con Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Car Con Carne. And today, uh, the Car Con Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car, finds me at Susie's on Montrose. It's uh, by Elson. I think this place is open 24 hours. And sitting shotgun is old pal Sherman. Oh, it's good to have me in your car, I guess. I guess that's right. I've never been in your car before, especially with microphones shoved in my face. It's it's a transition. It's a change. Now, this is weird timing. Uh, We planned this for Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Unbeknownst to either of us, it would be shortly after you posted a video that went viral. This is the, f- the last thing that I would think that would be happening on a Saturday morning. Yeah, I came in to the radio station. I was on WKQX. I was on 101 WKQX this morning. I just came from there. And uh, when I got out of my car, I hear this big bang. I'm like, what is that? Oh, there's nothing. Just the Goodman Theater sign exploding <laughs> right so you, by me. So like, you watch this video. The, the sign is ablaze. Yeah. Pieces it, of it are falling down. Uh, I, I thought it was a movie. I really thought it was a movie because, it's, you know, things happen like that in Chicago. I've driven into, what, what was it, when Transformers was filming, I literally drove onto the set and had no idea that I was on the set, and an Apache helicopter flew right <laughs> over my car. I'm like, what is going on here? I did the same thing with Transformers. There were like burnt out cars in the financial district. I'm like, what What? What happened here? Yeah. It was like apocalyptic. Yeah, it was the same type thing. But I'm looking around. I'm like, no, this is not a part of a movie. This is this is the sign exploding. So this is like 5 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, it was probably yeah about 5 o'clock in the morning. So I called 911 because I had people busting me. Oh, hey, wait to take the video, not even call. I'm like, no, I called 911. <laughs> And then I started taking the video. But, you know, I give the fire department credit. They showed up in like two minutes or so. But. Well, and you referenced that in the video. The, the commentary is great. Um, you said something like, yeah, they're going to need someone with a hose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here comes some guys with hoses. It works out great. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm like, I don't think this is supposed to be happening. Even though it would be a great eye-catching sign, just a sign always ablaze. Yeah. It would get people in the theater. It would the work eternal out. flame of the Goodman yeah. Theater. But yeah, I already, I already got contacted by uh, Good Morning America. It was on NBC5 and NBC7 this morning. I'm like, this Wait, is you not... Were, so you were on TV already? The video was. Yeah, oh the God. video was, yeah. So that was on TV. But yeah, it's supposed to be, I guess, on Good Morning America tomorrow. So, so explain how that happens. You posted... Like, I, I've never had a viral video. It, not it, one like that. I've never had one like that either. So you posted, and then how quickly... After it posted, did people contact you? The most famous thing I've done in my career is taken a picture of a fire. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should be aspiring for more. I don't know. No, it, it actually, I could not believe how fast it took off. I mean, that happened at five this morning. By seven, eight o'clock, Good Morning America was already calling. So they were calling your phone. They called my phone. I didn't know who it was at first because I don't sure. answer my phone. If I don't know who it is. And then they started emailing me. Somehow they got my email address. I did let ABC7, because we're in the same building as ABC7, mm-hmm. I did let them know what had happened. I said, hey, I just posted a video up on Facebook of it. If you want to use it, it's totally cool. I'll give you permission. And then it just spread. It just went crazy from there. It was on Twitter, Facebook. People, oh, I was nuts. Well, now, stop there because I, did you like go down to the – ABC floor, knock on the door and say, hey, I, I'm Sherman, I work upstairs. I told the guy when I walked in, I told him, I said, hey, just to let you know, the, the sign over there uh, exploded. 
He's like, oh, okay. He's talked just like that. <laughs> Sounded like he's having a coronary. But no, then I, I, I called because there's a tip line. There's a news Got line. It. So okay. I called the newsroom and I let him know. Like, hey, I'm upstairs just so you know. Yeah. Goodman signs a blaze. Place on fire over there. Over there. Over there. Take the camera. So Good Morning America just wants to show the video? Or yeah, no? that's all it is. It's not that exciting. It's, really it's a little exciting. It's a, well, it's, it's exciting for my phone. My phone is a star. I, I was looking at the count on Facebook this morning. It was like 5,500 views or something like that. I get excited if like 10 people like something I post. <laughs> I get lucky once in a while. It's the right place, right time, I guess, on that one. So we're at Susie's. Uh, I've been here a few times. I think it's open 24 hours because really, if you need a taco or a Polish sausage, you can't wait. I've never been here before. This is the first time I've ever been I'll to tell this you, joint. It, there's a loose connection uh, that we share kind of uh, to this place. I came here for the first time after one of Jim Lynham's wrestling events. Okay. I, I took my son to an AAW wrestling event, and we were out of there by, like, midnight. We were both starving. We didn't eat. It was at... Uh, so you, you were with Jim, too? Or no, no, no. Just no, your no. kid? Okay. But that, that's the connection. Is okay. Jim Lynham. Um, it was super late. We were, it was at a VFW place in Berwyn. It's not like we were able to eat at the venue, so we ended up here. If you didn't know who Jim was, Jim worked with us at a radio station for a while and tragically passed away. It, it'll almost be a year now, last July. Yeah. It's crazy that it's it's almost a year. But, uh, yeah, he was, a, he was a good cat. I had a chance to work with him again at another radio station. So And he loved working there. Yeah, he did. He did. He, he loved because I, I work. I'm all over the place. I have to clone myself. I work at multiple radio stations because that's what you have to do when you're broke. So you have to <laughs> you have to have like jobs everywhere. And really, I, really, tell me more about that life. What's it like having to work broke? multiple jobs? There's a yeah. lot of us like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, multiple jobs. Yeah, dude. I, I swear, man. I have to clone myself. It's good though. I choose to do this. I can't complain. I choose to to work in multiple places. I've done jobs. And this is not a job. This is this is almost is close to not having a job and still getting paid. Radio, it, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've done it. I when I got fired from the station that I can't technically say the name of <laughs> about five years ago. I, uh, you know, I didn't really have anything else. You know, here mm-hmm. I this is what I had done for my entire career, and I was I feel like I'm fairly good at it. I've made some money doing it. If that says that you're good at it no, you, if you, you get paid i guess i don't know but of course you're good at but it. uh but it was a really bad time to get let go so there was just nothing out there i could not find a job mm-hmm. nobody wanted to touch anybody because the economy was so bad so i had to do what i had to do i ended up getting a job at a garbage company of all places and it, I, it wasn't the worst thing in the world i i it was a job it was paying well it was a place called flood brothers it's in the city yeah well listen as a parent like all bets are off. If, yeah. you, if if you need to make money, you find a way to do it. So you got a kid. What are you going to do? Just yeah. sit at home and blog. <laughs> right. Good luck on that one. Yeah, maybe this this will connect, and uh, I'll, yeah. I'll make my riches this way. Yeah, no. no, no. You go out and you find a job, and then you uh, you blow your back out like I did, and oh, then I everything bet. and then everything's good. I bet that was hard work. Oh yeah, no, I really did. I did, really did blow up my back. That's the the reason I had to quit doing it. Yeah, there's. I give all those guys. Those guys are the hardest working guys on the planet. If you Seriously, around Christmas time, give them a tip. They deserve every single cent of it. Whatever it is, give them a tip. How do you tip a, a waste management person? Do you, do you leave it taped to the garbage can? What do you do? You can do that, or you can wait for them. I know it's kind of tough if you're working during the day. But, yeah, a lot of times around Christmas time, if you tape... So I shouldn't say that because then somebody's going to run away with the envelope. A lot of times you can tape it to the garbage can. They are pretty good about knowing like around yeah. that time. 
especially if you leave something out. If you like leave a huge armoire out there or something. Exactly. Make sure you meet them out there and go, hey, man, really appreciate it. Sorry about this. I know this sucks. but Yeah. If your garbage cans are always, like, thrown across the street, there's a reason for that. It's not the wind half the time. It's because you've done something to tick them off. <laughs> right. I take it that's a little happened? retribution. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying that anybody at that place that I worked at ever did that. No, but... Now no. that I've mentioned their name, they're going, but, what? Uh, but no, you, you understand the industry. You, you get the lay of the land. And, I'm know. like a renaissance man. I've done everything. I've, I've done too much. You've even been to the renaissance fair. I have. I have. Which, by but, the way, I yeah. love I, I love the Bristol Renaissance Fair. Do it's you? super fun. I was there. It's been a long time since I was there. I was not like a renaissance guy or anything. Well, thank God, me neither. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people there. You have no idea. They have like the whole get up. They were chain mailed to like Target. <laughs> I, I, I never could do that, but it's fun, man. You hang out, you eat and drink, you go on these like human-powered rides. There's no electricity. You get to throw like hatchets at a wall. You get to shoot bow, bow and arrows, bows and arrow. Super fun. Yeah. You get tons of food that's totally not good for you. Right. Just like in your car. Do you know how many calories you have consumed because of this podcast? Dude, don't even. This is going to be the end of your life is this podcast. Maybe you should stop doing the podcast. Maybe I'm rethinking you as a guest because yeah. now I'm self-conscious. <laughs> as, as I'm sitting here looking at a foot-long Polish sausage and a bag of French fries. I can't wait to, uh, to indulge. And, I've and never had this one. All right, well, let's start opening All right. as we talk. But I, I think you said it, and I'm living the very, a very similar life to what you described. Uh, for, first yeah, of all, you're all over the place, too. Yeah, you you got a Polish-only ketchup. Mine? Oh, here we go. What? Let, all right, let me have it. Let me have no, it. No, listen. No, I'm that guy. Are you a finicky eater? Not finicky. Well, I guess you're going to call me finicky because I only have ketchup on a hot dog. Oh, those sons of... They put mustard on all... Didn't they? Maybe. Hang on. Oh, you... That one's got... That this one, one's definitely mine. That one has relish and all that. Wait, yeah. what's this one? And the Polish is butterfly, which I love. Did they put... Oh, dude. They... Dog! There's, it's loaded! They're both loaded! Okay, you fine. You're going to listen to me eat this and gag. You can bring. Let, no, I can pause. We no. can bring it in. Don't. No, no, I'm going to do it. No, it, there, I'm going to muscle no, through it. There, there's no martyr policy to this podcast. No, no I have to. You're going to martyr yourself. Oh, God. Okay, keep going. Are, are you, dude? We can pause right no, now. Can't pause. All right, I'm doing some it. napkins. I'm doing it. Oh, it looks delicious. It though. looks horrible. You're killing no, me. No, it looks horrible. Look, there's relish on there. And see, I, everybody else is calling me the biggest puss of all time right now. That but looks I, so good, dude. So it's, I, I'm looking at a butterflied Polish sausage. It's a foot long in a hot dog bun, so it's hanging over the sides. Yeah, it's not even close to be, being in the bun. This looks like a basketball player in a twin bed. <laughs> With a lot of relish. All right. I, I hate, you have no idea how much I hate pickles. I hate I'm getting it. an idea. I, no, I was totally tormented as a child by a babysitter. Her name was Sue. Oddly enough, the name of this place. Interesting. How ironic is that? I'm telling you, this chick would torment us. Was she hot? Oh, my God. That's almost more disgusting than the relish that's on the <laughs> hot dog right now. Uh, uh, no, she was not hot. I don't. She was one of those people that I don't think was ever born ever hot. Like, even when she came out as a baby, they said, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe you should uh, try again. Either way, she uh, she would force feed us all this stuff that I could. I, there's no way I could ever eat it today. Like egg salad sandwich. I love an egg salad You're, sandwich. Something wrong with you? <laughs> she would force us to eat this stuff. 
And we would puke on her linoleum. Maybe that was her thing. She just liked looking at Ralph. Because oh, we would we would <laughs> regurgitate as I'm talking about this as you're eating. We would puke this all back up on her floor, and she would make us continue to eat it. It's like she was working for the fewer. You <laughs> ever eat? All right. So as you're complaining about this food, I'm not complaining. It's good. This is a giant butterfly Polish covered with onions, grilled onions, relish, mustard. This is a, a stunning Polish sausage. Uh, there's, is that a cucumber? Yeah, it's a yeah cucumber. it's a cucumber. I can deal with a cucumber, but uh, hold on. I got to take my tampon out. I can deal with a cucumber. It's not with take the relish. The oh, I dripped on your car. I'm sorry. You're not the first. Sorry. I'm sorry. You're yeah. not the first. Oh, so you you oh, the, sorry. What did you just do? I hit my chin on the microphone because I was convulsing from the relish. Sorry. This is oh, I dripped on your car again. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have me back. You are perhaps being a little vaginal. <laughs> I've already admitted it. <laughs> I'm such a bad. Perhaps that is that is the truth. Um, you know, we were talking about. This piecemeal economy, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it's you know restricted to just us in broadcasting, but I, I think that's the new norm. Like this idea of finding a full time job. I don't know. I, it seems like that doesn't work in twenty sixteen. Man, I think back. I'm like, God. I remember when I just had one job, mm-hmm. and I thought that that was a lot. And I, I wish I could like almost go back in time and smack myself in the head. Mm-hmm. Like, what were you, were you high? Were you, <laughs> like, you also look back at like previous. Pay stubs, which is, by the way, don't ever do. Oh my God, it's a horrible thing to do. It's it's like going back and looking at old pictures when you were in shape, right? You know what I mean? You're like, ah, oh. no, that's that's <laughs> in the past. That's never coming back. Dude. Just let it go. The abs are gone. It's fine. But sometimes you, you know your mind does plays tricks on you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that? And I remember thinking back in the day when you got those checks. You're like, God. Yeah, I'm just not doing enough right now. I'm not making enough. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, dude, I know. Crazy? I I miss those overpaid days. (laughs) (laughs) I remember complaining one time because I didn't think like $500 on a commercial was enough. Oh, my God. I'd like to choke myself. Mm -hmm. I'd like to invite you and myself (laughs) to go back in time and choke myself. Seriously, that's what we... Because now I would kill a family member for that. (laughs) Right. Like, I'd easily waste my Aunt Loanne. Yeah, well, she's trouble. Yeah. She, she kind of had out of it control. Coming. Yeah, um, you know, talking about your vaginal response to the polar sausage. Yeah, you have created a thing on air, and it's also uh, on social. Uh, the dude say stuff. Yeah, yeah, the dude says those kind of took off. So it, explain how that started. I think it was we had an intern at the time, and probably I was probably guilty of it too. This what I just pretty much fifty percent of what I've said in this car is a dude say. Anything that I've had to say about this hot dog, ketchup on a hot dog for one, that is a dude say. Basically, it's all things a dude should never be caught saying because you razz your friends if they say something like that. Like, hey, can I have a wine cooler? Like what? <laughs> or a Zima or something like that from way back when. And they just, it just developed, like, that, that's something a dude should never say. So then we just developed that in, oh, okay, we'll just call that a dude say. Mm-hmm. And then we dedicated a day to it. So, uh, you know, on that day, if it was a Tuesday or a Thursday, whatever day we did it, then it was, you know, dude say Thursday or dude say Tuesday. So people call up with their dude says. But you would not believe how many people catch themselves thinking, including myself, if somebody said something like, oh, that's a dude say. Oh, I'm sure. 
which is about pretty much half the things that I said, like I said in here already. Give me another example. Mm. I would prefer to sit the pee. <laughs> See, the relish almost came out of your mouth on that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I do love those. <laughs> so you, uh, talking about your split gigs, you spend mornings out in the burbs. Yeah. Do, doing more drive. Which Not is, my mouthful. Yeah, it's carcoon carne. Um, but you do mornings out in the burbs, which is a very natural position for you to hold. I mean, your show has always been kind of like a morning show. Whatever time of day you've worked, you've kind of treated it like a morning show. That's nice of you to say. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's good. It sucks waking up, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's good. No, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm in one of these weird positions where they allowed me to do it. Because most stations would just say, get bent. No, you're leaving. Uh, I give them all the credit in the world. It's uh, the fox out in the, the burbs. Everybody gets along. It's so nice. For so long, there were so many places that I was at, that there was all this fighting within the building and just mm-hmm. all this, like, egos, and all that seems like it's gone. I don't know if that was just when everything got flushed out, when everybody got fired and everybody got humble. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I think that's part of it. I do. It's funny, you know, walking through the halls, working at The Loop and KQX, it seems to be pretty low on the on the douchebag meter. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was there for a while, and I'm not going to say any names or anything like that, but yeah, there was there was definitely some walls put up between whether it was shows or people or whatever. It was it was a different time, and actually, I don't miss that aspect of it. No. That part is gone, and that's fine by me. And it, like literal more literal walls, yeah, yeah, metaphorical. But there there was literal <laughs> there was, space created between shows. There, there was, there was. I'd, I, yes, yes, there was. They actually had to build <laughs> a barrier, a, a barrier between the shows. I'm not. I wish I could go into more detail, I know. but I don't. I, I that can't. is a true story. I can't. There was an actual. What's the best way you could say that? It looked like a car wash. Yeah, car wash. Yeah, because a few people couldn't get along, so they they made like a like the car wash flaps between <laughs> the hallway, so they wouldn't even see each other. Like, all right, that's fine. But, you know, like like uh, we were just talking about, it's none of that. Or at least I don't see any of that anymore. It's not like how that used to be. And it's a that's a nice change. So every time I've had a, a broadcaster on this show, I've asked the same thing. And I get basically the same answer, but I'm always curious. Where is radio five years from now? <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, a positive spin. And it's not like... <laughs> That sounds bad to even say that. Just because the way everything has been lately, not even just because of technology, but just the way that kind of the world is too. I don't want it to go the way I think it's going. Uh, it's it's getting more difficult to be funny because there's so many people getting bent out of shape over so many little things that are even that are not a, a thing at all. Uh, just. Talking You're talking about, about management? No, 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 no. I'm just talking about, oh, you're talking about the, in the general political correctness of the world. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. And this this is not like a political statement at all. This is, no, we need to make America great again. No, it ain't, it's not that at all. It's it just everybody gets so bent out of shape yep. over any little thing you do, and now it's a it's a job ender. If you, yep. if all of a sudden, like you were talking about, how this thing went viral today. Mm-hmm. If you were saying a joke, and it doesn't even have to be anything that's remotely offensive. If one person, and that's it, one person can decide if you have a job or not. If this one person decides that because you made fun of this hot dog, 
because it had pickles on it, and he was a pickle farmer, and he's really upset about it because his whole family grew up with pickles. Now I find this reprehensible, and I'm going to your advertisers, and I'm going to pick it. One guy like that can end up getting you fired just because you it's make true. a joke about pickles. See, I blame millennials for the for the political correctness. I, I was listening to Sherman on WKQX, and he said something that was a trigger for me. It really made me uncomfortable. Um, he really just he, he it was insensitive and it was unkind and it really upset me and i'm going to now tweet the crap out of it yeah it's there's so many dumb things that just get blown out of proportion and there's a lot of people that lose their jobs over it and i'm not saying that some of them are justified of course but of course at the same time you know some of, just lighten up it's that's comedy it. that's it do you, go, do you go do you go to a comedy club and when the guy's up on stage, go, oh, I'm offended. No, you're at the comedy club. You know what that's about. That's kind of the same deal. Everyone does seem a little more delicate. It's interesting. You know, when I last worked full-time in radio, it was late. It was 2010, 2011, and everyone was still in that post-Janet Jackson FCC be careful about your content from a really a sexual content perspective. Which, by the way, was the stupidest thing on the face of the earth. Oh, They went after radio when that happened on television. Right. And television was by far a worse offender. That's crazy. But that was really the mindset. Be careful about what you say. Don't hint towards things like you know, bodily eliminations. Don't you know hint about you know, anatomy. Now it really is what you said. The concern seems to be just offending offending people and you just you can never know what that that thing is and it doesn't be. even have to be offensive that's the thing mm-hmm. it, that's what is the most frustrating because like how am i supposed to do and, it, and i'm not having that problem right now but i can see it happening around with other stations of uh, people getting in trouble whether it is with management or whatever and like i said this is not a personal story mm-hmm. to me i'm not having any problem with that right now but there's it's just crazy where what i see i'm like Man, they're just joking around half the time, and I'm not talking about they're going after. Oh, this! I'm trying to think of a good example, and I'm not thinking one because I'm holding fries in my hand. Yeah, so, you're not opening a mic at yeah. KQX. Like, so let's talk about black, get, black guys and midgets. Yeah, exactly. You're not you're not saying something that's truly offensive mm-hmm. or alluding to something like that. Right. Talk about pickles. Right. <laughs> Friggin' pickles. How dare you? Yeah. Right, what's the verdict on the French fries? I just ate one. That one was way too hard. Yeah, they seem like super over fried. I take it they're not giving you any coin then to come here. No. <laughs> oh, well, then let's talk about it then. Dude, that, that's the fantasy. That is the dream. That is the long-term goal for this podcast. Is them to, to give you the food. Yes. Yes. No, this is... James Van Ozzel had to pay. How much do you have to pay? Uh, this was a $20 meal. But here's the thing. I do have backers on Patreon who are kind enough to help finance the hard cost of the show. Which is who's paying for the fuel running the air conditioning? Well, right that, now. that's me. Um, but yeah, I couldn't do it without backers. Truly, I mean, to your point about you know being poor and working multiple jobs, yeah, if I had to you know pay for four meals a month, four meals for two a month, I couldn't do it. Just with kids. no money coming in, yeah, yeah. kids. It, there's no way. I've got summer school and summer camp about to start, which, by the way, not at all cheap. Kids are like the equivalent of sponges in water on money. Like they just. Hey, where'd it all go? Oh, it's on a sponge. And they do weird things like they keep growing, which means new clothes need to be purchased at all times. Or for some reason, they find every virus that's out there. Oh, my God. That's all kids do. They just they go, hey, let's look well, it up was, that virus. It was worse when I had kids in daycare because that, that stuff, I mean, more so than elementary school, those daycares, that stuff would circulate 
so fast. Oh, yeah. And, Oh, great. Daycare is a Petri dish. And, and you learn about acronyms like RSV. And, <laughs> I was in the, we were in the hospital, RSV. Uh, we were, too. Was it uh, a nebulizer? What is it? Nebulizer, a nebulizer, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Food allergies, all kinds of... Which, by the way, are peanut allergies new? Like, I, I know they existed for a long time, but you know, my kids were in school, and it seems like there are like two or three kids in each classroom that have peanut allergies. It's funny what you, happened? It's funny you bring this up because my son, my oldest, because I have two of them, my oldest, my youngest doesn't have it, but my oldest does. Peanut allergy. Yeah, he has a peanut allergy. Everybody in our family that are younger now all has it. It's really? absolutely ridiculous. And what sucks for them, they have to sit at their own table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like they're isolated. They're on the outskirts of their own class. Yep. So it sucks for them. And my son, he's like, you know, I just want, I feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. He's like, all I want to do is just sit with my friends. And he can't. Oh. He's got to sit like with some other guy that's, you know, drinking like goat milk because he's <laughs> allergic to lactose. You know? So so he's stuck there. So, we, we, I mean, he's done everything. He hates needles. Yeah, more than anything, he's deathly afraid, and he decides he's like, "I'm going to get the shot to see if I'm still allergic." We have not told him yet that he's still allergic. Oh, we, we're going to crush this kid again. I hope he's not a listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Evan, unsubscribe to James Van Ozel if you can. But seriously, like this is something that has—I mean, your son included. This, this seems like this is newish. Like I don't remember growing up. No, kids never had it when we were kids. Nobody ever heard of anything. You, everybody ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because yeah. it was cheap. It's interesting. Yeah, and my kid was lactose had lactose allergies for maybe his first five years. Yeah. So I mean, you become as I'm sure you are with nuts. Um, you become very aware of ingredients and labels. Like I'd have to look at every box and product on the shelf if it had whey on the ingredient oh, yeah. list. I'm like, nope, can't bring that home. There's uh, there's so much stuff that I can't eat. I can't I can't bring it home. Right. Peanut M and M's. I love them. Can't eat them. Um, try the pretzel M and M's. Pretzel M and M's. They're delicious. <laughs> have an A fine substitute. Well, see, the, the problem crunch. with that is though too. This is probably going to get so boring for people who are talking about like peanut allergies. But if they're processed in the same plant, right. You can't, they can't really eat those either because they might have touched. Exactly. So, you can't do this, you can't do that. Like, oh, it used to be a whole lot easier. It's it. And, you know, for those first few years of my son's allergy, I had to travel with an EpiPen. Yeah, we have them. Which is. They go out of, out of date, too. Yeah. You have to get new ones. They'll bust you out for that. And the idea being, I mean, you're, you're like pulp fictioning your kid if they exactly. come into contact with. Yeah, adrenaline shot right to the heart. Uh huh. You're going all Uma Thurman on that shit, or the the leg, or wherever. Yeah, I know. I'm just. It's the same thing. It's crazy. All right. How are you doing on the Polish? I've uh, give up. I no. I've I've eaten. Okay. Oh, dude, you really have given up. Can't you like if you don't like the ingredients? Can't you scrape them off? Where am I going to scrape them? Scrape them on your on your mud. You've got like one sheet of butcher paper. Like scrape it off into the other sheet of butcher paper. Put it on your car mat. Hang on. I'm trying to help you here. Okay, fine. Because the Polish really is delicious. No, it is. I like. I ate the end. (laughs) Dude, say. (laughs) (laughs) I ate the end as I'm wiping it off. God, I'm such a wuss. I'm such a wuss. I'm telling you, it's all because of this friggin' babysitter from 1983. Okay. Continue. I, I'm watching you. I'm so. Mm. In fact, I want to. No, I actually it does. It tastes really good. If the other stuff wasn't on there, you get a phone call. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I can take a phone call. Oh. I want to take a picture of you eating this horrible, horrible sandwich. It's not a horrible. It's actually it's good. It's good. Hold on. Oh, I'm dripping on your cargum. Dude, say. <laughs> you almost made me spew. <laughs> so it's also a dude say. It, there's. A, <coughs> There's a certain amount of risk uh, for the two of us to be together this morning. Uh-oh. 
Well, you, as you got out of your car this morning or got to work, you witnessed the Goodman sign on fire. Yeah, the Goodman Theater sign blew up. You went to KQX this morning, and the station got knocked off. Yeah, line. all the stations, the entire building, they all they all zapped out. <laughs> and luckily, the engineer happened to be there at the time. Which never happens on never. a weekend. No, because they talk about a guy that's going out of his mind. That's a guy that should be found on top of, like, a bell tower, <laughs> our engineer, because this guy... But he's the coolest Fonzie of all time. Which, by the way, that is something, if you said that on the radio, someone would say, that was insensitive toward mental illness. Yeah. Do you know how many people were... uh, You You know, psychotic breaks aren't things to joke about, Brian. Exactly. Anyway. uh, But yeah, he's a saint. My point is, he's a saint. See, I'm trying to grease his wheel so he doesn't come after me. (laughs) But anyway, he put us all back on the radio. Yeah, so I was... Yeah, so there was an explosion outside the station. The station blew up. Mm-hmm. For about 10 minutes. So, yeah, just you and I being together, your, well, your let, car might just uh, go on. Let's add flames. to the list. I sat outside in front of Susie's waiting for you. And I was here early. I always come early to set up. Um, so I was sitting outside on one of their picnic tables. Unbeknownst to me, truly unbeknownst to me as I was sitting waiting for you, a bird crapped on my thigh. <laughs> See, man? I'm like the black angel of death. <laughs> you are. So where I go today, something's happening to somebody else. As long as it's not happening to me. So we're, we're standing there inside Susie's making our, or placing our order, and I realize I've got, like, dirt on my hand. Then I look at my thigh and realize it matches what's on my thigh. It is bird crap. <laughs> I don't know how how oblivious was I that I didn't realize that that happened. I didn't even know it was on you. It was like a drive-by pigeoning. And what do you do? I mean, thank God I, I've learned from my own personal experiences. I always have, like, wipes in my car, like baby wipes, so... In case an accident happens that's not from a bird. Yeah, well, I, I do record a food podcast in the car, so it's always kind of helpful. <laughs> in case it doesn't, like, settle in your stomach the proper right. way. You always have a jewel bag. So i got to say, my, my cleaning job, I mean, you can see the trace of it there, but it's pretty much gone. And I'm really glad they had hand, hand sanitizer inside Susie's. It was either that or dousing it with barbecue sauce. Either way, it was a cover. Yeah, it, it was not the way I wanted to start my day. So, between the two of us, there's some risk. Well, so far we're living. I don't think you're going to get dumped on in the car, unless you've got a pigeon or a parakeet happen to be flying around in here. I think you're okay. So, we're recording two days before Memorial Day. Do you, do you grill? Do you, are you an outdoorsman? Mm, yeah, I'm an outdoorsman. I, I'm just so busy, I don't have any time. <laughs> I have absolutely no time. I'm working all weekend. See, that's the thing about working three jobs, is when <laughs> somebody goes away on one of them that uh, you don't work at all the time, you're the guy they go to, mm-hmm. which is... Totally fine by me. More work for me. Right. I'm totally good with that. But yeah, I do grill. I do, I, I'm not crazy. My wife, she's the cooking person in the family. She DVRs every cooking show that has ever existed and will ever exist, which annoys <laughs> the hell out of me because I'm like, how many times can you watch an episode about risotto? You know? Here's the thing about Food Network, though. It is definitely designed to pull in guys. It's not working on me. Well, think about the names of the shows. You've got Iron Chef. You have Chopped. Like, all these... Like tough guy terms. Schlong sandwich. They've got, but no, all these shows like Bobby Flay, uh, Throwdown. I mean, they're meant to be inclusive of both genders. I mean, clearly they want guys to come along for the ride, but it's not working out. It, no, it doesn't do anything for me. I will grill. That's the closest to cooking I will do. I, gr- I like doing that, but in the kitchen, no. I just I don't like cleaning dishes. I'm lazy. That is the anti dude say. It's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm making up for the ketchup, kind of. <laughs> That's right. I need to make up about a hundred more times. I don't like cleaning dishes. Besides, it's my wife's job. There you go. <laughs> I am offended by what you said. You and the pickle guy need to get the hell out. Really, that's that, that the work for the broads. <laughs> 
So what, are you trying to get me? Somebody <laughs> already is going to get upset by your podcast now. You're not going to believe what they talked about. <laughs> Talking about broads. Again, it's all trigger words, trying to offend. The, the millennials sure. seem very sensitive. Yeah, I think it comes back to the whole trophy thing. You know, everybody getting a trophy type thing. Because everybody got to feel good all the time. And God forbid, if you don't feel good, that means something's wrong. No, sometimes you got to get put down. Kind of get, puts you put, gets you put in your place. Do you remember when you start? Okay, let's bring it back to radio. Remember when you first started? Mm-hmm. Who was your first, actually the first boss that really busted you out? That really put you in your spot? And it doesn't even have to be radio. It could be any business, really. Do you remember? Mine was Dave Richards. You remember Dave yeah, Richards? Of Dave, course. Yeah. Probably the best PD I've ever had. Yeah. Today, yeah. Absolutely. But he ripped me a new one about something. Really? I think- oh, my God. Because he, he was the one that brought me to Chicago. And mm-hmm. he brought a lot of people to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that I'm in that that uh, elite fraternity. Um, but he busted me out. I don't even know what it was. It was something about a joke I did or something. Something I said. And he said, don't joke the joke. And he, he told me something. I, it was something. Basically, don't go for the easy stuff. Because mm-hmm. I must have done something. But he was so brutally honest about so many things I'm like, ah, oh. and that's a kind of guy that you like respect, you know, right. because he's telling you how it is. He's you not want, you a, want him to be happy, not because he's the boss, but because there was a, a modicum of respect there. It was almost like a fatherly figure yeah. type thing. You know, you wanted to impress this guy mm-hmm. more than anything. But, you know, I give him all the credit because he could have been Mr. Nice. Oh, yeah, everything you're doing is great. But you would have never got any yeah. better. That's the same thing with all the trophy thing, too. And I know that's very mm-hmm. cliche to say. There's other things, too, there besides the trophy. But this, oh, you got to feel good all the time. you got to feel. No, it, like a good coach. You bump or you knock them down, but then you bump them back up yep. at the end. You don't just go bump up, bump up, bump up, because then they give the, they get this false security of oh everything I'm doing is great, and then if somebody says something bad to you about it, oh god, I find that so irreprehensible. No, sometimes you're getting it wrong. You need to get busted out on stuff like that. Now, Dave was good. I, I learned a lot from him, it, just management style and everything. He would keep yellow ledger pads on all of his jocks. Yeah. And he would just, every night or day, he'd listen to the jocks and write notes. Man, I'd see him the next day. He'd say, JPO, let's talk. Uh, that thing you said, that didn't work. That wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, I'm not sure why you did that. Uh, okay. But I really like this. I really, I mean, it was. Yeah. See, that's how you do it. That's exactly, it's a, 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 like a coaching thing. You, you tear them down, but then you got to bring them back. But it wasn't even tearing down. It was just, it was, it was, I, I love the forthrightness of it. And just, here's the bottom line. This sucked. This failed. Blah, blah. Move on. And he was the one who introduced into my life philosophy the idea of take the hit. Yeah. If you mess something up, do something wrong, take the hit, move forward. At least you learn something from it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Take the hit. Just own up to it, move on. He was good. He, he was a very straight talk type of person. I love you, Dave, if you're listening. I love you, Dave. He should listen. He should. I miss Dave Invite him. <laughs> He's in Seattle. He's like some super powerful radio dude on the Did Pacific you do like Northwest. a Skype car con carne? No, but my goal, you know, I'm doing a lot of business travel. Uh. My goal is to end up in another market for business travel where I know someone and have a rental car and call the rental car my sister station. It's like from the sister station, which is a Ford Fiesta in Tacoma. I, that That's my goal is to be able to do like remotes. You think about, sorry, chewing here. <coughs> The thing I love about James Vinoslo, he's also in an elite fraternity of having a song written about him <laughs> by Wesley Willis. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. Wesley Willis, he used to call up all the time and he would do these songs. This is such a blast from the past. It's probably not even worth bringing up. You might edit this out. Who knows? Hmm. 
But uh, you have to listen to it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. I, I believe it is. Uh, also, if you're a collector, it's on Drag Disharmony Hell Right. He knows. Look at that. He of knows. course. It's, how did that ever come about? This guy he wrote a song about you because he always did like the same type song, but then he decided to do one well, about I, you. I knew Wesley. I had him on the radio a lot. Um, in fact, if, if you want to go really far back, when I was auditioning to take over the local show on the old radio station, I had to come up with a demo tape. So for the demo tape, I did three interviews and spliced them together into a demo, uh, one of which was with Wesley Willis at Lounge Axe. Okay. The, the old Lounge Axe. That was my first time interviewing him, and then once I got the local show, I had him on a couple times. Oh, and so was, he was on, okay. Oh, yeah, I used to have him in the radio station. <laughs> and in fact, one of the big station events, uh, the big winter event, um, I brought him on stage with me to introduce Tripping Daisy, I believe. I remember that. One yeah. year. About a girl or... Got uh, I got a girl. Got, was, I got a girl. That's that, that was off. I am an elastic firecracker, which came later. later. See James Vanazzo, he's like Rain Man when it comes to anything. <laughs> it's crazy. But no, I used to have Wesley around a lot, and it was always a train wreck when he came in because he was this giant, six foot plus, three hundred pound schizophrenic guy. He didn't smell awesome <laughs> when he came by, and like the salespeople would freak. Everyone would kind of you know duck and cover. Jamie, you'll let in. him in. Uh huh. But yeah, no, I, I had some history with him. I still uh, on my wall have a framed marker drawing of the city that he did because he used really? to do all these drawings he'd hang out at rock clubs and he would just from his memory draw these really detailed pictures of the city different points of the city that just were trapped in his mind's eye uh, so I I bought one and, and I, I love it he was cool you know when I think back when people ask about Chicago music in the 1990s like who really represents that era is it the Smashing Pumpkins or Liz Fair or Urge Overkill I say Wesley Willis because that's an interesting answer I wouldn't have expected that a couple reasons. He represented just the, the craziness of that scene, that, that notion that anyone could get a record deal. Anyone could become a star in that moment. And it just it, the scene was supportive enough to allow him to become something. I mean, he signed to uh, American Recordings, which was Rick Rubin's label. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jello Biafra put out one of his releases. I mean, he was, he was omnipresent in Chicago. To me, that was Chicago in the 90s, was Wesley. Would you have ever expected... From back then, you'd be sitting in your car with me with two microphones, one strapped to a steering wheel, one to an armrest, <laughs> doing, doing a show like this? Well, no, but... Um, That's well, not in a demeaning way. I'm just no. saying I'm saying it's crazy where everything has gone. For sure. I, I always believed in podcasting. I, mean, I started podcasting many years ago. I always thought that I would still be podcasting. Now I didn't know what form that would take. Yeah. Um, it's certainly become easier for people to podcast. You should podcast... That's putting any pressure on you. Oh, look, he's inviting me. You should totally podcast. Because you don't have enough to do. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have any other jobs or family going uh-huh. on. I should do it. But no, I mean, it's interesting. You know, back in the day, we would do interviews in a studio, and it would be very pristine. But this is kind of where things are at. I mean, it's well, definitely... Right, more... I, it, you say that about interviews. I think this is probably the best form to do the interview. Because on radio stations now, it's tough to do that on the air and still be able to get away with it. Because stations are kind of strapped to you know getting through things faster mm-hmm. now because of just the way the ratings are and it's not it's not the radio station's faults or anything or, or anybody it's just kind of like that's the way it is because of the way that they take ratings now mm-hmm. and you're judged upon minutes and it's just it's crazy how elaborate it can get it can get down to two people monitoring you to decide the fate of everyone at the radio station is crazy but uh, but like long long form mm-hmm. interviews this is the perfect place to do it you know it's interesting for so long, for the past several years, 
companies, broadcasting companies, everyone thought that video was the end solution. Like, oh my God, we're going to do video stuff. That's it. We have to have a video strategy. Audio content, radio type content was ignored. And now all of a sudden people are realizing, oh yeah, people like listening to long form audio content. Well, it's a hell of a lot easier when you're driving to work where exactly. you can listen to it. You can't do that with a video. Yeah. If you're on a train, if you're in a car, even you know, if you're at the gym, it's easier to just listen than it is to focus two of your senses. So I think people are catching up now. And I, I, yes, it, long answer to your question. Yes, I thought I'd be here, but just maybe not exactly this way. Sitting here watching me complain about a pickle. Yeah. Which has its charms. You know, people, it's good, though. It is good. It is I good. I recommend Susie's. It's good. This is one of those places that has everything. So you have to wonder how good everything is. Like, you, you go to a place like this, and you know, if I order a hot dog or a burger, I'm probably good. But if I start going down the list of the honey butter chicken or the tacos or the gyros, maybe those won't be as uh, fresh or as good. Do you ever good. go to the joint that's right across the street from the metro? I don't want to say their name because I want to say some stuff about them. Oh, yeah. No, of course I've been there. Because I used to live right there. I used mm-hmm. to live right ab- above the subway, right uh, mm-hmm. where the Piano Man used to be in, right. over there. Or Ginger Man or whatever. Over by Uncommon Ground, which has grown like, yeah. like a virus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I lived right across the yeah. street from Uncommon Ground. When they, when I moved there, they were never there. And then they moved in, and then all of a sudden it uh-huh. exploded. But anyway, that place, we would go there late at night, and we would get food. Because, you know, you'd be hammered from wherever you went the night, sure. yeah, that night. But then you'd go there during the day sober, and you'd look around at the stuff you didn't see when you were hammered. <laughs> like the two inches of dust up on top of everything. <laughs> the euro that's still spinning around from the right. night before that's right. never been changed. <laughs> right. It's the same one that's probably been there for a month. Yeah, that, that lamb died five years yeah. ago. You're looking like, Jesus Christ. Why was I in here last night? And why do I keep forgetting that every time I come back? <laughs> and you walk out, but then sure enough, you have a couple beers. Hey, let's go over. The dust don't hurt you. All right. So you did a fine job on the Polish. I'm, I'm proud of you. You don't need to finish. You no, don't need I'm going to finish. There's no clean. I'll dare you. There's no clean. I'll, get, I'll talk to another pigeon. There, there's no clean plate club. It's okay. Um, clean plate club. That's totally like kid reference, too. If you don't have kids, you don't get that reference. I think I was using Clean Plate Club before I had kids. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I was actually a, a card-carrying member for a while. <laughs> Depends on the meal. Um, all right, so, Sherman, we can hear you where and when. As soon as I'm done chewing. Hmm. Yeah, why don't you choke that down? Sorry. I haven't I haven't puked. It's good. Yeah. Well. And you went without ketchup, which I'm proud of you. I did. I did. Uh, I am on, can I say everywhere? I don't know. I don't know if there was some kind of rule with your thing. If you've got proprietary reasons. Oh come on! Now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm on in the morning on 103.9 The Fox out in the Western Burbs. Can't and what downtown. time are you waking up for that? <laughs> that one. I luckily I can do everything at my house. I have a studio built at my house, so I'm literally getting there right before the show starts at six. Beautiful. So yeah, six to ten. I'm on. And you there. said you can't hear that downtown, but really the no. second you get out of downtown, yeah, if you like, it starts to come in over by O'Hare. Yeah, O'Hare to Egypt, basically. So, yeah, after there, and then uh, 101 WKQX on the weekends, or if anybody's abducted by aliens when they need to be, you know, somebody needs to fill in, that's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Pandora Internet Radio, I do commercials for them. So that's the that's other, awesome. third job. That's why I have a studio out in my house. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of commercials for them and, and other places. But So, yeah, that's... You're busy. Yeah, and, and if you're in the random Gilbert's area, I'll be there getting gas at the one gas station in town next to the gazebo. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I, before we wrap this up, I ran into you. Uh, you were doing a remote. Yeah, what a station. random place. Where was that? 
Uh, it was at the liquor store. You were in the liquor store. <laughs> yeah. I was eating at Epic Deli. In, Epic Deli, that's In yeah. Johnsburg, which I love. They have a sandwich named after me. God bless them. Yeah. Um, but I, I was sitting there eating with my family, and all of a sudden I heard your voice. I'm like, that's Sherman. What's what's happening what? here? I'm and, in the middle of nowhere. Why am I hearing <laughs> right. this guy that I worked with? And then I realized there's a liquor store connected to Epic Deli, and you were there doing a remote. Yeah, it was a, it was a grand yeah. opening because the place used to be a bowling alley, and they they would like converted it into a liquor store. Yeah, and then I see you, and it's it's like if you're on vacation somewhere, <laughs> and then you ran into your neighbor. That's what it was like. Like, what are you doing here? You're you're not from here. Yeah, this isn't right. Yeah, every <laughs> nobody's out here. And then come to find out, there's so many people that are out there, like Lou Lombardo from 101. He lives right down the street from me, so he's making the commute every single day. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, every day. He's he's hardcore. Let's me borrow his parking pass. He's dynamite. Hey, you guys go way back. Yeah, yeah. He started with us. He was our yeah our, our producer. Part of the Sherman and Tingle experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you still talk to Tingle? I talked to him the other day. Yeah, he's doing good. He's out in Atlanta. Loves the weather. Oh, yeah. But he's doing an afternoon show with a couple other people down there. Cool. Yeah. All right. So we can hear you at those two stations on Pandora. Uh, I hope you had fun. I did. Thank you for paying. Thank you for uh, risking your life today, whether it be hey, being got a little bird, on or, bird crap on myself or it, car blown up with the Goodman Theater. The good news, good news is I'm not far from home. I'm looking forward to changing my outfit to something more clean. I say rocket, man. Rocket, rock the crap. Yeah. It looks good. Make a fashion statement. That's right. I saw some guy wearing like like a gym teacher shorts today on a <laughs> longboard going down the street. Trust me, even with the crap on your leg, you look better than that yeah, dude. He was owning it, though, I bet. He was owning it. I'm like, you actually had to wake up and look at those clothes He said, and decided know, to wear those. He said, that's it. I'm not, uh, that is what I'm wearing. That's I'm, it. I'm not a fashionable guy in any way. So I'm not like judging on fashion. But this guy was going out of his way to look like an absolute idiot. I can't decide on what outfit to wear, dude say. <laughs> I took a bite at the wrong time. <laughs> I love you. I love you, too. All right. Uh, if you're listening to this show and think, hey, I enjoy this, well, thank you for listening. Uh, we are on carconcarne.com, also on the Twitter, at carconcarne. And I mentioned Patreon. Uh, if you want to help support the future of car-based food podcasting, that's the thing. Uh, the Patreon link is on carconcarne.com. He is Sherman. He's amazing. Thank you for listening. I love you.